0: Two and, a half,
1: two and a half billion pounds. <laughs>
0: this is like you got a little, little steel plate. Nice, right? It's got a power strip on the bottom. It's It's got all the amenities, you know. Fancy. All the modern amenities that you're looking for in any nice podcast table.
1: It's got the power strip that we don't use and use we it. run 700 cords to your right instead
0: actually it's actually plugged in right now it's just not being used yes that's the problem <laughs> such is life right such it's is life. it's
1: it's made to be like we don't have a million cords but instead we plug everything down over here
2: right yeah, here
0: it makes sense yeah, just look at all the cables. This is what the good viewers at home can't see. There's a lot of mess about this studio, but the camera angles are very strategic.
2: I'll say the feng shui is really nice. That's good. That's what we like to hear, some good feng shui feng in shui. here. Feng the, shui. The,
0: the flicker's in full effect.
2: I'm is just going to let you know. It's that light. I don't. Our,
0: our camera, so if anybody listening is a camera lighting nerd, we use a Sony A7R4 or something like that. Mirrorless camera, and when we use this studio light, it's like a normal studio light, very cool light. I mean, cool the temperature of the light, not cool like well, also it's neat. cool. It's also cool, but it's cool light. Like a disco ball. The Sony hates it and just wants to constantly flicker with that light. There's no flicker. for definitely the to our frame eyes. rate. Yeah, it's weird. It, yeah, it, it's got it's got to be the frame rate. <laughs> I don't know. Ish I'm, I'm blaming the frame, the frame rate. I'm going with that. <laughs> Sounded good. I heard it somewhere. There's crumbs on it that. What was that, Minios from uh, Saturday? That, that, that's a crummy
1: practice. table you got there.
0: It is crummy, dude. This table is sick though, and it does legitimately, we legitimately, legitimately weigh like you might catch eight me just pounds, just doing, just this rubbing it a little throughout the don't of, so. get a splinter, but be this. All right. who made this? <laughs> nice? <laughs> who made this, Ryan? Do you remember the guy's name? Um No, actually, he doesn't sponsor us, so you don't get a shot. He's
1: not out. a sponsor, so. <laughs>
0: I paid full price. You did. Oh, full boated. F- and full price was a full price for this table, let's just say. Full F-O-O-L. Hey, uh, any, any price Ryan pays is a full price in that case. But uh, only, only
1: when it comes to uh, labor.
0: Hey, flipped it. Counter shot. Shots fired. What up, Ish? What up, dude? What's up,
2: man? I appreciate you for having me here. For I, sure. Uh, Started watching the show not that long ago, and then saw my DMs. I'm like, I ain't a fighter, but yeah, I'll jump on. <laughs>
0: you know so, like, you don't have to be a fighter. That's the beauty of any podcast. Same same as yours. You're just kind of interested in people, which is something that I instantly relate with. Um, so, from my background, just for a little bit of history, like, my degrees in journalism, I covered the UFC and Bellator for a long time. Like, we travel to oh. events, interview fighters, stuff like that but the articles i would write were always like focused on fighters and their backstories and things like that like the human interest side of things is what always appealed to me so getting into this and in this position now yes i'm talking to fighters mostly but i mostly don't care about talking about fighting it's not that that fighting is interesting of course but it's everything leading up to it that really gets me
2: dude that's that's exactly my like my mindset is like everyone can see the fight yeah it's on tv mm-hmm. like everyone sees it who is the person fighting? Yep. Like, that's the stuff you don't see that, like, what led you to fighting? Yeah. What led you to choose this Is like, this is how I'm going to make my money and my
0: livelihood? And a wild decision at that. It's not like. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's not, yeah. It's not like I get why somebody wants to become a lawyer or a doctor. Like, you see the end goal. You're blatantly helping people and making a ton of money. Okay. Fighting. You're getting hurt and maybe making no money and spending money. Like, what are we doing here? Why would you ever choose this? So, it's super interesting to me.
2: And then you talk to them and they're like the coolest, most humble people inflicting violence. You know? <laughs> yeah. So you're not in there to hurt people. Why are you doing this? Like <laughs> yeah. it blows my mind. And like, I've been talking to like, and I'm sure you talk to a lot of them too. And you start to see like the person behind, outside of the ring. And you're like, wow, like it, it, it it's something crazy to me. I, I can't understand it. The more I talk to them, the more I'm like left in, wow.
0: For sure, dude. And I was I was stalking your IG a little bit. So that's why I slid in the DMs because obviously Ish runs the Relentless Project podcast as well. You can check that out on YouTube. I'm sure you're on Spotify and all other yeah, stuff. Apple. Yep, all that all the good stuff. He's had Britt Bickart, Seabert, Dempsey, Wilkins recently. So for people watching this, I'm sure you know all those names. He's doing a great job with the podcast, first and foremost. But secondly, that. the reason why I really wanted you on. Was because of everything you just said. Like as I got to be like, okay, this guy does a podcast. But wait, he's a he's a cop. Wait, he's a realtor. Wait, he's got his blue belt in jujitsu. Wait, <laughs> it just kept going down the rabbit hole. I was like, all right, this is one of those guys who just likes to do stuff and does it at a high level. So I wanted to dig into the ish code a little bit as well. So what was your what was your first love, your foundation, like right out of high school? What were you doing?
2: Man, if had to be if a I love, take I you guess. back. No, it yeah. was like. A- so I really didn't have one, man. Like I, my, my interest in love was people. It's always been people, you know, like every industry I've been in has, I've gotten in there because of a relationship. So growing up, I had humble beginnings, man. I, I really came from nothing. Obviously people had it worse, but a lot of people had it better. Um, and it was my relationships that I was able to build that kind of kept me going, you know? So like I was in construction, I worked for um, highway construction crew on the summers, but then I was also working for the NBA. What was called the D League, which I guess is the G League now. Yep. Um They're called the Erie BayHawks. Uh, I was working for them, and I would like surround myself with a lot of the players, a lot of the people, and like and I'm like, man, there's so much more to life. There's so much more to life, and so my passion actually really didn't have, and it was just like I didn't, I, I never saw that far in life. Mm. It was always the next day. Like, yeah. What am I going to do the next day? What am I going to do the next day? And it was out of. I got out of college. I went to Penn State. Got out of college. Um, built a lot of relationships there. And that's when I was. I had a conversation with a cop on the side of the road while I was doing construction. And he's like, "Dude, like, you're way with people. Like, you, you should be a cop. Like, I think you could, like, influence a lot of people." And I'm like, "No, nah, I can't be a cop, dude. I did a lot of not things. <laughs> I can't be a cop. But nah, dude. Those are the, those make the best cops, man. Sure. So I was like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. I'll I'll try it." Signed up for the academy late. They're like, "Hey, if you can get us stuff by two weeks, you're in." Got it done, and then they're like, "Hey, uh, you're pushing pushing the envelope here, but we can get you in." Like, is this something you sure you want to do? And I'm like, I mean,
3: yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't really have. I
2: went to school for marketing, okay, and branding, um, certificate in advertising, minor in communication. So, talking and 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 like business side of things has always been my my like interest, especially after college. And I'm like, how am I going to do this as a cop? Like, I just went to college for no reason, but all that stuff I learned in school helped me with being a cop. Mm. Um, So I joined the academy, and I'm like, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. I'm not going to say much. I'm going to do what I need to do, graduate, get a job. Like a couple weeks in, I believe it was a couple weeks in, they're like, hey, like I get pulled by instructors, like, dude, your 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 attitude is dope. Um, We 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 love who you are as a person. Like you're, you're just you you go out and get it. You don't complain. You don't do anything. Like. And then something had happened with the class captain. So they're like, yo, we want you to be the next class captain. And I'm like, wild. I didn't even think I was going to pass this thing. Now, now I got <laughs> Now I'm the captain. Yeah, now I'm the captain. I'm like, all right, cool. So one thing led to another. Became a cop. But like, one thing I've always done is like, help people. So I used to do graphic design. So people would come to me, hey, I know I know you do graphic design. Like, can you do me a logo? I'm like, yeah, I'll do you. I'll make a logo. But like, how much are you charging? I'm like, oh, I'm not really charging anything. I just want to see you like, I want to like build your company, Mm. like build your company. That's how you pay me back is like, make this a big thing, make this successful. Wow. And that's, that's, so that's when I started to realize my passion is like just people talking to people, helping people. I get to do that in policing. I get to do that in real estate, you know, because Mm -hmm. in real estate, I'm helping people get into their homes, you know, like some, some agents use it as a check. I got a career. I don't need a check. Like, so you know, I'll show fifty houses, and they're like, if they're iffy on them, I'm like, oh, don't, don't, don't. If that's not into, if you're not into it, we don't got to do it. Yeah. I'm like, but I feel bad. Don't feel bad. Like, it, I want you to be happy at the end of this. Same thing with with the logos. I want you to be happy at the end of this. Build your career. Build your your business. Like, if I can see my the logo I I built you on a billboard or on a building, like that's payment for me.
0: Ultimate win, yeah, right there. That's payment yeah. for me. So
2: yeah. that was like like my first passion. It's just like relationships helping people
0: that's sick there's a lot there and i'm sure ryan's probably nodding as it goes it sounds a lot like me too honestly like that's a big reason why ryan hired me to begin with was that i'm a very relational person just in that same way and it's funny when i think about it because i can't pinpoint a time that i started to be like that i don't know it was never a conscious decision it was never like oh i'm gonna like i need to be better with people or anything like that so for you personally was there a time when you realized like why do I like get along with everybody? Like, why do why am I like this?
2: <laughs> I I honestly don't know. Like, because um, I just I just like talking to people. So yeah. when I talk to people and stuff, and then you know people will reach out to me and they're like, bro, like you're dope as whatever. Like, can we hang? You can out? curse do on something? the podcast. <laughs> All right, we'll good.
0: bleep it. Ryan's not a huge fan. Like, don't go
2: nuts. No, I, I I swear a lot. So like I'm trying to like. There. <laughs> nice
3: mother nice. blank blank blank. <laughs> Need to. <laughs> delay (laughs) what did you say? I like it yeah that's great
2: no but um so it's kind of like uh, when you when you ask that i kind of think of it as a gym right um you know i go to obviously like the lift a lot uh i couldn't tell you go to yeah (laughs) i'm not filling them out as much as i should (laughs) but you go to the gym right you work out you go home you don't see results Mm -hmm. you kind of feel tight but you don't you don't see results your arms didn't grow your back didn't get cut you go the next day the next day the next day you don't see results, but then six months down the road, you see a picture of yourself and then a picture of the first day you were at the gym, and you're like, man, I I do see results. Yeah, It's kind of like my relationship with people. I I just talk to people. I, I try to have the best intentions for people, and sometimes I get screwed at the end, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't really hold that against people. It's like, I'm, and I'm not going to change who I am because at the end of the day, I tried to aspire to be the person that I needed when I was a kid, mm. you know? Like a person who's genuine, a person who's there to to help you and not really get anything in return, a person who has good intentions. And I try to approach everyone like that. And if I get hosed at the end, that's cool, whatever. Like you just lost a good thing. And if we end up getting building a great relationship, that's awesome. Like networking is a part of business now. It's a part of everything. Like if you can build a good network, like look at this podcast. I've gotten so... I've learned so much about Stout, and I've been training there for two and a half years. But I've learned so much about the people who go there and stuff like that, and how tight they are. And I'm like, dude, this is exactly what I'm, what what people are looking for—like a camaraderie, a, a, mm-hmm. a team, and like you don't have to be a fighter to build that. Like you can be anywhere. Like if you're in, in a corporate setting, if you can but build yourself a good team, a good network, a good friend group, it's a success. So I can't really pinpoint when yeah that happened. It's just like happened organically, and then I get feedback more and they're like or I hear people and I'm like, oh dude, so and so I like I, I heard about you from so and so. They said you're this, this, this. I'm like, no. <laughs> oh
0: really? Like that's crazy. It's cool, man. I don't I and I didn't think there would be a concrete answer, but I'm just interested when I hear people that have that nature about them, like why? And especially In your case i guess like i want to dig it back to your childhood a little more because you said like you grew up pretty poor a lot of people had it worse but way more people had it better what was childhood like for you because you have such a confidence about you now right like you're even saying blatantly if somebody hoses me and then i can live with that or if they don't buy a house man i got another job there's a comfort that you have now that you didn't have then i'm sure so when did you start to develop you know i can be okay with getting screwed over because when you got nothing and you're getting screwed over Feels a little different.
2: So I try to I try to I try to remain humble, you know, because growing up, I grew up single mother household. My older brother was kinda like um he was my role model, but he was, you know, in in trouble a lot, in and out of prison. But I thought he was cool. Mm-hmm. So I'd always follow him. And he always told me, like, Hey, don't do what I do, just do what I say. Like I'm doing what I have to do for us, but you shouldn't have to do that. Like, that's why I'm doing this. So I grew up with I don't want to say nothing, but you know, my mom worked m- multiple jobs just to give us, you know, I, I had I had and I, I can't complain. I had new uniforms for school, new shoes. They weren't the Jordans and, and Air Force Ones <laughs> that everyone was wearing, but like I had the Shacks, you know, I had the fresh Shacks, I nice. had the fresh Payless shoes, but they were new, mm-hmm. you know. And and growing up, I didn't see it as an issue. And then when I talked to like close friends and stuff, or people were having deep conversations, and they're like. Oh, man, I'm sorry about I'm like, why? I didn't know any better. I thought I had a great childhood. I can't complain. Like, now that I, awesome. I, I'm older, I see people had it a lot better. But it is what it is. That's the hand I was dealt. So growing up, I, you know, I had to do things to survive, do things to make sure bills were paid, help my mom, help my family, some things I'm not proud of, some things I'll never go back to. But I had nothing. I didn't have two nickels to rubbed together. So now that I do, it's like, why, like there's so many bigger problems in the world. If someone hoses me, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like my bills are paid. I have a good support system. I got good friends. Like if this dude hoses me, then I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to do that. I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. Like, it don't really bother me because I know I came from nothing. And I know there's always the chance that you fall back to that. Yeah. And this thing that happened doesn't put me there. I'm good.
0: That's sick, man. Where
2: did you say you grew
0: up? Erie. Lower, lower oh, east side okay. of Erie. So was, that was like the D-League connection? I guess you were still in Erie yeah. at that time? Yeah. Okay.
2: So I got connected through uh, a mentorship in college. And this is how everything works out, right? So like inner city, Hispanic, ch- troubled child gets makes it into college, you know? And then we're going to set you up with a mentor. Mm. Well, my mentor happened to be the president of the D-League. And wow. And I'm like... Man, this is a cool dude. And he's like, you know, we built a relationship. And he's like, hey, man, like, you want to, like, come to games and, and, like, do stuff? And then with the college, I had to, like, volunteer my time. Right. That was part of this mentorship. So I volunteered at the games. Well, then one thing led to – I, I take pride in everything I do. If, I, if I'm going to clean toilets, it's going to be the best toilet I've <laughs> ever seen. And, I, and that's always been my mindset. No matter what it is, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was volunteering the heck out of those games. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I was – I treated that like it was my career, you yeah. know. I was like I, I was going all in, you know. I'd go to I'd go to school, I'd work my jobs, and I had just had my daughter, so like I was trying to set an example for this little girl I just had, you know? Like I can't be doing the things I've been doing. Now I'm responsible for a human. Yeah. You know, so I'm like I got to I got to I got to change and I'd bring her to the games and like people would help me with my daughter while I'm like volunteering my time. And he must have saw something in me cuz he's like, "Hey man, like we don't normally do this like you're still in school but we want to offer you a full-time job can you do it with school and this And I'm like yeah sure whatever <laughs> and it was like I think it was like $26,000 a year it was like crazy <laughs> still for a college and like, kid man and I'm like dude I'll, I'll do it yeah I'm like whatever like yeah that's sick I love being here and now I get paid to be I get to get paid to be here I get to quit one of my other jobs
3: hmm
2: you huge. guys let me bring my daughter to games
3: yeah
0: that's sick. What made you want to go to college in the first place cuz the the story, the depiction of like you said, tough inner city Hispanic kid that doesn't end well for so many or end in college for sure. So my, what 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 changed for you? My mom's
2: chancla we call it the sandal. Uh so my my I everything I attribute everything to my mother, man. Um she never finished high school from Puerto Rico. She mm-hmm. was forced to like raise her siblings, moved to the states like so, but it's funny because I had to have my homework done every day. I had to, if I, if I got lower than a B in school, it was like, it was a wrap. Nice. It's so like she maintained, like, no matter what I was doing in the street, no matter all the stuff I was doing that she, she didn't know about and she'll never know about. <laughs> she don't speak English, so I'm good. <laughs> or she's lying. We it's got subtitles so on yeah. this. We got <laughs> Spanish subtitles. <laughs> but, um, so... She, she, she maintained my focus, made sure I was staying in school, doing good in school. Like, and I got accepted. And I, There was this uh, high school in Erie. It was a college preparatory school. And I applied as a joke because all my friends were going there who were smart. And I applied as a joke, like, oh, I can get in there. And I got accepted, bro. <laughs> I got accepted. That's great. So I told my mom, I'm like, dude, this high school just accepted me. And she's like, oh, that's one of the best high schools. You, you got to go there. And I'm like, no, but none of my friends are going. None of my friends got accepted. Oh man. Like I applied as a joke and I got accepted. So she like made me go. And wow. I just excelled. I did really well. And I was taking like college classes in, in this high school. And my mom's like, you gotta go to college. My mom, we broke.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And like I just I was like, oh, you can get loans and not pay them now. Like <laughs> dumb, 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 you know, dumb kid. So I, I applied for every loan I could get and and I got them all. That's sweet. Good for student loans, man, right? That <laughs> is cool. But um, I didn't want to go. Debt to co- is cool. Yeah, I didn't want to go to college. Uh, my bro- Me and my brother had some conversations um, that I probably can't repeat on camera. <laughs> and I was like, yo, college is – I was like, I'll go to college. Mm-hmm. I can do some things in college. I can meet some people in college. So I was like, I- I'll try it out. I went to college freshman year, kind of partied a little too much. Sounds right. Did things I shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. But – yeah, it's a learning curve, right? It's always learning. And then they were like, "Hey, dude, you're, uh, you're not gonna make it in college if you keep this up." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Dude, but no, nah, like I, I, just met cool people. Like, I gotta show my daughter that this is like, like that I can't, I, like I don't fail. Everything I put my mind to, I really don't fail. I can't fail this. So I like dug in deep, man. I, despite my jobs and everything, I dug in deep, and I was like, you know what? If I want to make something of myself this this has to be completed mm-hmm. i don't have to be the best at it but i I, I, can't, I don't get to quit my mom didn't go to college my brother didn't go to college my sister didn't go to co- like my family didn't go to college i'm the first person to make it in here and i'm like messing around like i owe it to to them to at least like see this through so that was my whole motivation for college is like well i started this I have to i have to see it through see where it takes me
0: Nice. Breaking the mold or the cycle, however you want to say it, is always really interesting to me. So you have this family where your mom didn't graduate high school, your brother didn't go to college, nobody in your family went to college, and then you did and were on the brink of quitting, but didn't. Why Why do you think that is when you really dig into it? Because you, I mean, like I said, I'm not going to act like I know your whole life based on 10 minutes, but to that point, there's really no precedent set that like Ish isn't a quitter. Like what? where did that really come
2: from, do you think? Um, so growing up, I was always surrounded by older people, you know, uh, we call them the old heads of, of the group. And like I said, I was always a people person. So I'd always talk to people and learn. And the common trend was, I remember when, or I used to do this, or I almost had it. I I almost went pro. I almost this. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that was like, they just, they, they quit too early. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like you quit too early. Why didn't you try again? Why didn't you keep trying? Why didn't you take that failure and, and and learn from it? Hence the name Relentless Project, right? Like if if you see something through long enough, you're bound to be successful in it. Like it's that perseverance and that continuing because failure only happens when you when you quit. Mm-hmm. Like failure doesn't happen when you don't succeed in something. If you continue or change course or Hey maybe this ain't for me. Let me use this to to propel me in this way. Like so I, I always had these conversations with these old heads and they and it was always like I'm like they, they 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 just quit. Like why did you just quit? So when I was faced with that in college like do I do I quit this? I'm like no, I can't quit this. I didn't give it my all. Like I didn't give it 100%. I was messing around. Yeah. I can't quit this just because it's it's harder now. I that's a decision I made to make this tougher for me. So I was like, I sat there and I'm like, I, I can't quit. Like, who who am I letting down besides myself? Like, I'll, and this is probably toxic, but I will let myself down a hundred times before I let anyone else down.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: When there's stakes on there, I'm like, I, I can't let them down. Like, it's not just me. Like, I'm letting my daughter's future down because I'm just keeping her in that cycle. I'm letting my mom down because she fought so hard to get me to this position. And I'm just like, Oh, I threw it away.
0: That's the people yeah. pleaser in you, dude. Yeah. yeah. And,
2: and sometimes, and, and you know, that's seen as a bad thing, right? Like, people are like, oh, you're such a people pleaser. Yeah. So what? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, what else are we on this earth for? Like, imagine if everyone was a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. How, how further everything would be, how better relationships would be, how better businesses would be, how better, like, if everyone embodied that mindset, everyone would be better off. But because... Some people don't and take advantage of it. We're supposed to not do the right thing.
0: Yeah, it's hilarious to me that you're a cop, also because that's the ultimate unpeople pleasing occupation possible. And I know you can flip it to be like, "Well, I'm I want to be a better example of how a cop should be," but at the same time, you have to be prepared to literally ruin somebody's life.
2: It's unfortunate. <laughs> it's an unfortunate position, yeah. and, and and that's why I pride that position I have. Yeah because I will go to the furthest extent to help someone. Mm-hmm. but there comes a point in time where you have to help yourself. Yeah, like not everyone can do it for you. and and, and I have these conversations on the side of the road when I'm talking to someone. you know I'm not the one to, to put handcuffs first and but you're going, it's like, bro, what are you doing? Like I don't want to be here. You don't want me here. I was called here. What, like what are we doing? Is there a solution that we can solve? That we can find so that the person who called is happy and so that you are not messed up or go to jail. Like, can we find that? And you'll get the people who, no, nah, I have you. And I'm like, bro, I tried. I tried. And you have people who go, you know what? You're right. And, dude, no lie. I've had people thank me after I put them in handcuffs. Wild. Bro, thank you, man. Like, that that means a lot. Like, things you said, this and that. And there's some times where I have no choice. And I explain this to them because I'm not better than you because I have a badge and a gun. You know, I'm, not, I'm not a better person. I'm not perfect. Like, I just happen to have these shiny things on me. And I explain that to them. Like, look, dude, this, your decisions have led to this. Like, if if we we can work through this, we, we, we go cordially, we do what we gotta do. You know, when when you're in front of a judge, I will explain how you handle this and how how we got it. I don't have an issue with that. The ultimate goal is to, you know, have a better society, right? Pissing on someone and trashing them and making them feel like ish. No pun intended. Nice. Because a decision they made, maybe it was a rash decision. It was a bad time in their life, a bad point in their life. Like nobody wins from that. So if you can try to build them up, even though the same resolution happens, They get put in handcuffs they get charges they go to jail but if you can try to build them up in that process that's a win Mm -hmm. and then and if they don't take that it is what it is like i i can't i can't fix your life i can help you but you have the ultimate decision at the end yeah and you can take it or leave it and if you hose me
3: it is what it is (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) you are super uniquely equipped i think to handle those kind of interactions as well with your background with like you said doing some of the unsavory things of your past and now using it as fuel to do the right things, do you feel like that's necessary for people or it's just helpful if you want to use it as such?
2: I think it's good to see both sides of the coin. And I think most cops try to do that, but if you've never been on that other side, it's hard for you to see that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, for example, um, people in my family have... have, uh, suffer from addiction and I've suffered from addiction and I've, I've been able to fight through that. However, not everyone in my family has, you know, like the man who raised me actually died of a heroin overdose. Mm. So he, he succumbed to that, that addiction. The guy who I thought was my, my father all the time, he died of addiction. I didn't, I made it through, you know? So I understand the mindset of, you can you can push through addiction. You can. It's not impossible. But I also understand there's some people who can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know? And if you've never been surrounded by that, it's hard for you to see, like, oh dude, it's just a mindset. Like you're not sick. It's just a mindset. It is a mindset. But there's also physical attributes that keep you addicted. And if you don't, you've never been surrounded by that, it's hard for you to. Emphasize. You empathize. were right the first time. Yeah. Emp- I you speak two it. languages. <laughs> it's hard for you to empath- <laughs> empathize. Empathize. You em- got it. You got it. You edit got that. it. No,
3: I, I
1: think we need to try that again.
2: Emphasize. <laughs> 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 no, Jeez. you added again the first. time. He starts he he right, and then it. he and then he stops it's,
1: himself. He's like, I cannot <laughs> say it right. I will stop myself <laughs> mid sentence.
2: I won't quit though. He, he's relentless. Empa- <laughs> emphasize. Empathize. Empathize. It's hard for you to empathize. There we go. With that, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. That's awesome. For that, you know. So, I, it, do I think it's necessary? I think it's necessary to try and see both sides. To I don't think it's necessary. Like, if you can avoid living that life, growing up, <laughs> by all means, do because yeah, yeah. there was nothing good that came from that. Like, it's so bad. Most of my childhood is blacked out. Mm. Like, I can't remember it. So, like. If you can avoid it, by all means avoid it. But if you can try and see that side of the coin, do it. Because it will benefit your relationships with people in general. Like, think of anything. Like, anything, like politics is huge, right? Like, it's so dividing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: People are like, oh, you're on this side? F you. Oh, you're For on sure. that side? F you. For sure. If you could just be like, hey, man, I understand where you're coming from, but this is why I feel the way I feel. If both people embodied that mindset, the division would be oh, with any it's, mm. it's with anything if you can see the other side you don't have to agree with it right i don't, I don't agree with addiction I, for sure yeah i don't agree with it i understand it i don't agree with it but i understand it so if you can embody both sides of the coin i think it will help you in in not just policing but anything man like anything you do one
0: million percent, man. When I was growing up, my mom would always preach empathy. We weren't a super religious household, but we were big on things like positive mental attitude, empathy, and a lot of these things that you're talking about. And that definitely shaped, I think, a lot. Like like I said, I can't really pinpoint why I am the way I am, but I know that that's a huge reason why. Like, Just growing up around these values and understanding, you're going to disagree with people in life, and that doesn't mean they're wrong. That doesn't mean that their values are unimportant. You need to try to understand why they feel that way why like why what would make him angry at you right now what did you do what is he feeling in his own home life like you hear that all the time of like when you meet somebody you're seeing the tip of the iceberg so like if they're being a dick that day it doesn't mean they're a dick they might have this huge body of shit under the water that you can't see that they're dealing with at home and that's their internal struggle and everybody has that and it's really hard for people to understand that
2: i agree and that and that being said if you are the dick you have to understand people shouldn't have to cater to you. Mm-hmm. So if you that's the both sides of the coin, right? It's like I'm having a rough day. And sometimes we may not notice we're having a rough day. So on those days, it may be excused. Like you don't realize you're having a bad day, you don't realize how you're treating people. Then you get home, and you're like, "Wow, man, I was I was a douche today." <laughs> Pretty terrible. Yeah. Yeah, there's that that happens to people, you know? I try not to have those days. Like when I when I'm having a horrible day, I actually try to go above and beyond to like make other people happy and laugh. And mm. sometimes it's annoying. Sometimes it's overbearing. But like that is how I deal with my rough days. Mm-hmm. You know, that or I just completely shut down to, to cause I'm so self in my head and I'll just like, I'm not having a good day. It's not going to be a good time. So I'm just going to stick to myself. And I like put on this shell. Mm-hmm. So those are the two ways I deal with it. Not everyone deals with it like that. So if you can understand hey, this dude's being a real douche, if you can, Hey dude, what's going on, man? Like, I think that's that's the best way to approach that because people do have bad days and it's just the tip of the iceberg. You yeah. don't know what they're dealing with at home. You know, they just lost a loved one. They just, uh, you know, lost their career, lost their financial security. Like, and you made a joke that just rubbed them the wrong way.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, were you wrong for making that joke? Maybe not, but he didn't appreciate it or she didn't appreciate it. So that doesn't make you wrong, but. If in that instance, maybe it was wrong.
0: Sure. It's something super interesting. And tying it back to combat sports, I think we just had Justin Patton and Carly Joe Thomas together on the podcast. And they were talking about how training is an instance where they can feel totally free. Like you go into train and you're not thinking about your bills. You're not thinking about literally anything besides improve and survive this round. Improve, survive this round. And it makes perfect sense when you look at it that way. So is that something you found with jujitsu where you go there, man, and like the outside world disappears?
2: The noise just stops. I've, t- I've talked to people about this. Like I live with a lot of noise in my head that I try to silence. And that's why like the gym is such like a huge thing for me. Um, but the gym has recently, like the noise has started to infiltrate. You know, I find myself on my phone scrolling and my hour and a half sessions now two hours or like I'm answering emails, I'm answering calls. And so the noise is infiltrated the gym, but they can't do that with jujitsu. You don't have your phone. Mm -hmm. You don't have people to talk, you know, outside people. Like when you're on the mat, you, you are constantly trying to solve a puzzle. So like that external noise just like dissipates, you know, it's there when you start. (laughs) And then as you're going, you're going, you're going, it's just like, and I don't know if this is for everyone, but it's a complete silence in my head. It's eerie. It's scary because when it's silent, to me, it's like scary because I should be sure thinking not about not used stuff. to that. Yeah, no, I'm not used to it. I'm still not used to it. And it's been two and a half years.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, jujitsu jitsu has been a place for me where I can just like let go in a sense of like I don't have to worry about the stuff I'm dealing with at work or, or the drama in my life or, or tough things I'm going through. It's you and me.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then taking it a step further, I almost feel like it's a good representation, like a microcosm of that larger idea that we're talking about, because getting choked right now is a bigger issue for me than paying my electric bill in a week, I'm just <laughs> flat out. I don't want to be choked right now. I'm going to focus on that. Now, you can tie that to the larger larger societal idea of like growing up rough. Somebody growing up rough, probably more concerned about eating tonight than doing their math homework. Does that make them a bad student? No, they don't have food at home, bro. And those are like the things that people are not considering in this day-to-day.
2: That's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. What's the most pressing? Like, live now. Like, live in the now. Mm -hmm. But planning for the future. I mean, like, you have to eat now to be able to do homework later. Yeah. Yeah period. Like simple things like that. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. Like in jujitsu. Yeah. You're getting choked or you're going to be like, hold on, bro. This electric bill I'm with is <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like you forget <laughs> that electricity exists for 10 minutes, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you Don't matter. Nothing yeah. matters. Like, let me get the controlling hand. Now this electricity bill crazy. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I mean, jujitsu really does. I, I think jujitsu, I think everyone should train jujitsu if you're able bodied. You got to try Even it. if you're not. Hunter, I do think it's 100 worth trying.
1: Hunter, does it matter if the people around you all do want you to be choked out?
0: <laughs> was that the case when you went to Indio? Everybody was like, "Let's please choke Ryan." Yes, <laughs> yes, it was.
1: As a matter of fact, I think um, they like when Austin started off in a backpack on me. Like it was like posted me getting choked, even though that was the starting position, and I never tapped. It was still. <laughs>
0: Let me set the record straight. The world straight. doesn't know my son did not tap me out. Just so we're clear,
2: <laughs> social media is a crazy thing. Dude, it mean, is a highlight reel of everyone's life.
0: Yeah, I don't get it, man. I, I try, like I I mean, I told you before off camera that I do marketing for Hampton Beer Outlet, Moon Golf Club, and obviously Two Four Seven. Like social media is important. I understand why it's important as a marketing tool and things like that. But the people who obs- like build their life around it. I'm not sure how to handle that I'm not sure what I think about that
2: I think it's I think it's a, it's like a necessary evil today mm-hmm. like I I hate social media <laughs> I hate social media I really do yeah like I'm such a private person and then people think that I'm being secretive and it's like I'm not being secretive I'm being private there's a, yeah. there's a difference like I don't want people all in my stuff I, I I've even grown even growing up, I've always isolated everything so that not everyone knows too much about me. Cause I don't I don't like that. I like to have like when I need the hermit, I need I want the no shell. one to know. Yeah. No one to know. People are so quick to throw their lives on social media. And then what do people on social media do? They love to critique. Oh yeah. They love to critique. I literally was watching a video of a dude who wore oversized pants. And it was like when TSA tells you to take off your belt. Stupid video, right? And, and it looks like oversized pants. Well, he takes his hoodie, his sweatshirt off, and the pants are like up to here, and they're oversized. <laughs> Innocent video, right? You're like, that was, well, that was weird. Yeah. The comments, wow, dude, you really bought these pants? What if there was an oversized person who needed them? And I'm like, people, you really made this a negative thing? Oof. Oof. And then another, wow, that's why I can't find pants. <laughs> and then other people, you shouldn't be that damn big. You shouldn't need pants. That-. And it's like. Y'all oh, yeah. really took an innocent video yeah. and critiqued it. And like, there's so much hatred in these comments, Yeah, but that's social media. You put something out, people are going to bash on it just yeah. because like, there's people who hate their lives and they need like, misery loves company. They need to bring other people down. That's why I try not to put so much out there. Like nothing, nothing of my personal stuff. I put out, people think they know me. And then they talk to me and they're like, dude, I thought you were like this douche in this. Stu-. And it's like, nah, man, I just, I'm, I'm, a, pretty easygoing dude, like real chill, love to make people laugh. I'm like, I thought you like, I thought you just wanted to crush everyone. It's like, <laughs> why? Cause I'm big. <laughs> like, yeah. No, that's like, it. I, I put out stuff for the Relentless Project cause I have to. And now I have to put stuff on like my personal page to cross promote and stuff. And it's like, it's just something I have to do for the business. But it, I don't put my purse, people are like, Oh, put your outfits up. I don't give a damn about that. And I don't think people give a damn. Oh, people want to see that. I don't care what people want to see. That's not like that's not what I want to show. Right. That's what to, it comes down to. Yeah. It, dude, social media has made people. It's everyone's highlight reel for sure. You know, people post this, and then you see that, and you're like, "Look in jujitsu, man, I don't roll like that, mm. dude. That dude rolls like a fucking beast." Or you roll with this dude, and you're smashing him and then you see his videos on Instagram or whatever, and you're like, "This dude's winning every match." Like, uh, hang on. Now. Yeah. Which ones aren't you posting? Yeah. Like, it creates this false security. Mm -hmm. Like, or you get praised on social media, right? And then people meet you in real life, and you're actually not the person on social media. It's even worse. And your world comes crushing down because people don't like you in real life. Right. It's like, what are you putting out?
0: Do you know Christian Schaefer from Stout? I've heard of him. Okay.
2: He's, He's like... He's decent. He's all right. I I've guess.
0: heard he's okay at jujitsu. Not like watch your legs. Nothing special, <laughs> but he's he's all right. A little prodigy or something.
2: <laughs> so funny, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Wilkins just posted a picture of him being young, right? Yeah, young right. Wilkins. Right. I was like, dude, you look like Christian. <laughs> I kind of see the hair and everything. Yeah, yeah, he's like, you're not the first person to tell me. <laughs> that. I'm like, okay, so you can't so beat it's true. me. Yeah, 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 you can't beat me up there. <laughs> That's hey, awesome. Well, look, Christian looks like young Mike Wilkins
0: for sure. And what made me think of that as you were talking was that when he was just on the podcast, he was saying the same thing about social media because he doesn't use social media much at all. And you see guys like, especially in jujitsu, it can be huge for them. Like Nicky Rod, Craig Jones, like Gordon, these guys with massive social followings. And that's literally how they book seminars, how they sell instructionals and things like that. And Christian was like, I just, I hate it because I'll see something and it'll be like this video with 8 million views. And it's a technique that would never work. He's like, and I know that, but to everybody else, it just looks cool. And it's like, dude, that's trash, and you know that's trash, and you're literally gaming the system right now.
2: It's a perfect example. Like Christian's a perfect example. Like I would see him. He he trains. He would train my daughter at the kids class. You see this kid, and you hear about him. You see him on everyone else's social media, Mm -hmm. and then his social media pops up, and he had like two posts, and I'm like, this is a fake account. (laughs)
3: yeah like he has a fake
2: yeah. Account. No, it's just his he just don't just be how he does he it. don't yeah he's real he flies under the radar until you're on the mat with him and then you wish you weren't um but like he's a perfect example like the kid is a beast he's he's a beast like uh, he's gonna be insane one day he's already there. Already but he's, he's gonna be insane and then you see his social media and you're like this is a fake account well, now he's posting those technique Tuesdays, so maybe he, that he is cool. Up. Yeah,
0: that that's a good little uh segue for him into being a little more heavy on the social media. But I don't. After talking to him, I mean, everything can change. He's at a he's at, <laughs> as advanced as it seems like he is, and that he is. He's still very much in the infancy of his career. So it's kind of wild to think that this is the starting point for him.
2: Dude, that's exciting to see too. Like for sure, like I love seeing things through. Mm-hmm. That's why I love home people with marketing and logos and stuff. Because I'm like, you're trying to build a business. I did a a, a logo for a guy who's using organic waste from farms to, for nutrition for dogs. Interesting. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Can you make a logo for me? I'm like, I don't even know how I'm gonna start this, but yeah. <laughs> well, I came up with something. He like loved it. Nice. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, you're excited about this. I'm excited about to see where this goes. It's a cool so, idea. So like Christian to see like where he's at now mm-hmm. like where are you gonna be in five years yeah it's crazy like what are you gonna be doing like, where pittsburgh's gonna lose him because he's gonna be one of those dudes who <laughs> you know like you never know or hopefully he brings or that he could help boost pittsburgh to a new level dude pittsburgh's fighting i say this on every episode man it is exploding it's fun dude like seeing your you guys's show like i'm sitting there I like I can't buy a seat. I have to stand because I like <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm Puerto Rican. I like the move, man. <laughs> you think I'm big, but I'm also nimble. <laughs> no, but I'm seeing this and I'm there's so many people on the card, and I'm like, dude, this thing is and and, and every match was crazy. Yeah. Not it's one wild. not one did I go, eh? That was boring. Yeah, I know, like, dude. Uh, it's like they're all go, 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 go. We've been blown
0: away, man. And watching it grow is for sure, that's that's the most fulfilling part of the job for me, is seeing the scene grow and change and the amount of fighters to choose from. I mean, just when I started with 247, which would have been a little over two years ago now. So the company's been around for co- five years in April. So so still a young. Yeah, still super young company for sure. But I've, I've been along for like half of it, let's say, for convenience. But even just since I've been along, it was hard to match a card when we started in terms of volume. Like to get 10 to 12 fights on a card was tough. Now we're getting like, we can do like 16 on a card. And usually we'll stop around 12 to 14 just for the flow of the event and all that stuff. But we've had cards now where we're get six, we'll have 16 matches and have to tell people, sorry, like there's no room on this card for you. Whereas when it, before it was like, please fight for us. Like we need everybody we can get. What a good problem! It's crazy dude. What it's a good problem now. to have. Yeah,
2: that's the same with like my podcast. When I started the Relentless project, I was like, "How am I going to get people to get on this thing?" <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. And I had a list of people I knew would be on it, which was like my close friends were like, "I'll do yeah, I'll 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 talk I'll talk shop with you." And then there was a list of people in the middle where I was like, "I think they would get on it, but I'm not sure because they don't really know who." And then there was a list of people where I'm like. They're too high up, or they're so busy, they got a lot going on, they'll never be on it. And I released the first couple episodes, and I'm like, dude, I need need another guest. Like, I'm reaching out to people, people, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to, I don't have availability, and I'm like. And then I posted, I forget which one it was, and it blew up. And I had like five or six people, oh man, can I jump on? I wanna talk about mental health, I wanna talk about this, I wanna talk about this. And I said, yeah, the one. And then everyone else I messaged was like, oh, yeah, I'm good to jump on. And I'm like, oh, I'll put you on this day. I'll Sick. put you on this day. I'll put you on this day. And then I had like like 10 people. Calendar. Where I'm like, I I don't think I could fit you in. I want to end. <laughs> I, I want to end. like and oh, that's, no. That's a, yeah, 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 I'm like, I never thought I'd have this issue. Yeah. I'm like, I want to end the season in December, have all for the holidays, start season two mid-January or February when Christian comes back. Because he was, he was supposed to be on my podcast first. And he jumped on here, damn it, Christian! You know how we do. Over here. <laughs> I told Christian, I was like, he asked all the questions I wanted to ask, but got him in the cage and the studio, yeah. baby. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm like, what a problem to have! Like I never thought I'd be able to fill season one, and now I have people where I'm like, hey, dude, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to get you on in January, or February. Like that's what that's I'm, cool, dude. So it's like a good problem to have, especially with you guys. Like you can't match a card, and now you're like. Hey, sorry, I'll, I'll try to get you on the next one. And it's yeah. not being rude or anything. It's just like, you you have a show to build,
0: and it yeah. is what it is. Well, 16 is, now I think 14 is the max, right, Ryan? They let us have 16 once, and they're like, yeah, we're never doing that again. Yeah, that went till almost midnight. <laughs> yeah, the PA commission. So MMA, just for people listening who maybe don't, don't know the difference, but if you come to our shows, did you come to Sprawl or Brawl or both?
2: Sprawl, and then I was supposed to come to Brawl, but some stuff came up. So. Okay,
0: all good. So sprawl, for instance, there were like thirty matches. So you're probably thinking, like, wait, there were way more than sixteen. Grappling is not regulated by the PA State Commission. You pay a permit fee, and then basically it's the wild west after that. You just make there's up the some rules. that's no, additional
1: things that there we are have to things, do.
0: there are things, but it's nothing like MMA. It's not regulated nearly like MMA is. MMA is all through the PA Athletic Commission, and that is like. Everything to a T, man. Like, you have to follow the regulations. You have to have the licenses. You have to have everything in place or else they're just going to shut you it's down. Strict, You're not man. having an event unless you follow the rules, period, straight up. And we had a fight card. This was in April. It was B 16. And we had 16 fights on that card. And they were booked like they were all good fights too. And we were like, we really don't want to cut two of these. We don't want to do. We don't. We can't. Like, how, how do we handle this? And the commission, I don't know why. I'm still kind of surprised by it. Let it happen. With 16, they're like, do it, but keep things moving fast all night. Like, no post fight interviews. It's one of the first shows ever that we didn't have post fight interviews for everybody. We did like towards the end. The the big hitters got interviews, but like we had to cut them out for the first few to save time. And then by the end of the night, dude, it was so long. Even with everything we were doing to make it quick, it still went to like midnight, which usually we're wrapping up around 10 or 10.30 for context. So the commission was like, yeah, we're never doing that again. 14 is the max guys, period. So we learned there. But now that is the problem. Like if you cap us at 14, now the scene is at such a point between Stout, the Matt Factory, the Academy, Indio, all these local gyms have huge rosters now. We want to serve them all obviously but 14 fights guys <laughs> like there's way more than 14 yeah. local fighters now.
1: We're countering that soon though, right?
2: Uh, ish. <laughs> ah, the plug. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a that's a beautiful problem. I don't even see it as a problem. That's a good thing, man, cuz uh <sighs> I got my pains on the commission but I'll save them because <laughs> um
3: no like no, d- no 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 there's no saving <laughs> that. You
2: you have no, like get the bleep ready. Ryan's like do tell. Yeah, Fuck yeah, the commission. Yeah. No. Yeah, <laughs> got the sad trauma. I don't fight so you can't do nothing to me. It's um, true. Yeah, what are they going to do to but, you? But uh and 247 does not embody my opinions. There we go. Um, but it's just Heard it's that. a good problem to have, man, like yeah, because I like for my for my podcast I will interview the entire world if I can because I believe everyone has a story to tell. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're a a janitor, a mechanic. What inspires me is people with passion. And, you know, when I was growing up, one of my first job, legit job, was Golden Corral. Nice. For contact. Um, That's legit. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Compared to the
1: things He's I was doing. Golden Corral. I, I, is legit. I, I, hey, listen, I was at Ponderosa growing up, and I wouldn't say that was legit. Oh, uh, we we beef uh, and yeah, those are rivals, man. I, I'm telling you, GC I, d- all day. Although there's no <laughs> real competition there. Let's <laughs> yeah. be real, GC kills it. But, okay,
2: yeah, I was. Okay. At least we agree there. Yeah, Golden but Corral is definitely better. I'll never eat there after working there. Just well,
1: <laughs> that's exactly what anyone who works on a buffet would say.
0: I don't. Like I've never eaten a golden corral, or I have eaten a ponderosa just because it was closer to my hometown. Nice, their steaks. Ponderosa, no, ponderosa. Nice. My dad, he's like a food guy too. Like he's a big food guy. Grew up really good food in the house. Always cooking cool stuff. Cares about food a lot. Always wants to eat a good restaurants. foodie. Yeah, he is. He's a legit foodie. My mom is too, but. <laughs> My dad, for some reason, recently is on this Golden Corral kick. He's like, "We need to go to Golden Corral." It always the commercials always make it look good. He's like, "How bad can it be?" And like, I never go with him, but he sent me a picture. He's with his brother, my uncle, recently at Golden Corral. And he's like, "It's actually not bad, son." Bro, like what? Where Why else? are you so obsessed where with Golden Corral? Where else can you Corral? get
2: teriyaki steak <laughs> casserole, chocolate fountain, wings, wings, rice? Burritos, where else can you get all that?
1: Dude, it's the largest like display of <laughs> like extremely average food. But not, <laughs> but a, most of it is like, see, the problem with buffets is like a large chunk of it is usually well below average. Right. But with Golden Corral, it's, it's, it's all like trash. most of it is a standard like
0: average trash. Is there anything there's a lot worse is there anything at golden corral that you think is legit good like actually just good the exit oh (laughs) no i'm kidding no i'm kidding
2: um I eat i eat anything yeah unless it's green but i eat anything no greens i don't like greens man i'll eat them because i have to but i don't fair i'm not the biggest display of nutrition either so okay i I love when people message me and they're like oh dude man what's your diet diet?" and i'm (laughs) like don't have one (laughs) Like, if it's in front of me, it's gone. Nice. That's just what it is. That's why I spend two hours in the gym, so I can eat what I
3: want. That's a good like, balance. Good balance. I, I am
2: not the biggest uh, nutritionist. I'm not. And it's not, not a good thing, but just I'd rather do the extra you work. You can't do gym. it
0: all. You can't be Joe Rogan.
2: <sighs> nah, but I can't be Ish Lopez. <laughs>
0: That's it. That's it, That's brother. the goal. Have you ever tried to diet or, like, got on a diet plan for, a, like, a long oh, amount yeah. of time?
2: So it's, it's been, like, five years and that's when I, like, really started hitting the gym seriously. Mm-hmm. And um buddy of mine was a nutritionist, and he's like, this is what you got to do if you want to get big. I'm like, oh, all right. So I tried it. And, I mean, I had the the veins. I still have the veins, but, like, the veins, a little six-pack. And I was like, dude, this is miserable. I'm killing myself, This though. sucks. Yeah. Like, this sucks. I want to eat what I want to eat when I want to <laughs> eat it. Like, I love tequila. So you can't drink. <laughs> you can't drink alcohol.
0: That's
1: not eating, dude. Peace. Bro,
2: I'm like, peace. I can't drink tequila. I don't even think there's carbs in I'm tequila. Like, there's no that- carbs, and it's like two calories a shot or something. Yeah. And I drink it with ice. So it's actually like I'm Water. hydrating while I'm going. <laughs> like, seriously, I sip tequila. <laughs> That's is that Ryan's bad, technique. Yeah. Like, he said, like, you can't do it if you're serious about this. And I was like, well, I'm not serious about this. This is for fun. Yeah. I, I just want right, to be big. Right. Like, I'm not entering a
0: bodybuilding competition or anything. Yeah, and like he's that.
2: like, you look at him, he's looked like he's built like a Greek statue. Like sure. I'm like, I don't I don't like you look great, but I don't care to look like you. I just <laughs> yeah. want to be big. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I want to be big. And when I walk into a room I'm 5'7", seven, okay? <laughs> like people look at me on social media and then they see me in real life and they go, I thought you were taller. And I go, I should <laughs> fucking choke you right now. No, but like, so my compensation that's is if great. i can't be big i'm gonna be wide that's it and i gotta choose goal. one or the other yeah. hey that's hunter awesome.
1: when, when you're doing well you never we never do post on these but for post when he just said i want to be big you need to put tom hanks in there when the yeah. movie Big like Have you i want to be big,
0: big. Have no. you seen that movie? Oh, dude. One of his best. Of his best. What Big. Movie? It's called oh, Big. No, Tom Hanks from it. like late 80s or early 90s, I would say. Throw it in there. It's solid. I'll dude. add it to my it's watch list. One. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one for sure. But I get the opposite. Rhea. People are always surprised how tall I am. Dude, because you they're are like, tall. We I only seen you on the like, like, podcast. Yeah.
2: I saw you at the sprawl and you were like sitting down. I was sitting behind you after everything. Um, oh, nice. The altercation took place. <laughs> there was an oh. altercation? <laughs> Uh, a lot of solutions happened real quick. <laughs> if you need security at the show, extra, let me know. All right. Um, but uh, I sat behind you, so I really didn't get to see. And I walked in today. I'm like, damn, like another, <laughs> another dude who's taller than me, man. Like, yeah, yeah. It's funny when the fighters
0: meet me. They're like, oh, we had no idea that you were this big. I'm like, How is life just like I'm there? sitting down? It's good, dude. Like Solid. Air's like a, a little thinner.
2: You get a little oversee of everything. Yeah, man.
0: it's cool. Oh, dude, this was kind of hilarious. So my wife's like five two, five one or two, and we were at a concert recently. And you know, small like club show. Everybody's packed in. And like I leaned down to say something in her ear and and looked at the stage while it was happening. I'm like, I can't see the stage, bro. It's like problem, if I was this it? tall, I literally would not be able to see the concert. And so I asked her, I'm like, wait, can you see? And she's like, Not at all. I'm like,
2: that sucks. Like, do we need to move? Like, why don't you say something? I love concerts like that in those venues. I was just in D.C. at the 930 Club. Yeah, and it's, it's a like, great club. I yeah, love that place. And I'm sitting, standing there and I'm like, this blows, man. Like, <laughs> And I see everyone towering over me. I'm like, they got it so easy. I never even considered that. Dude, it the sucks. Plight,
0: <laughs> the plight of the short person. You know what or... helps,
2: though? When I like walk in, people just like, that's good. So I'm like, you I gotta just gotta find lane. myself Get towards a their friend. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, everyone thinks I'm like, when I'm walking, people are like, dude, you look angry. And I'm just like, no, I'm not angry. I'm not, not angry. I promise. <laughs> like, and it's like, use your face. And I'm like, it's because I'm big and I have a beard. Like, literally, if I shave my face, I look like a baby. True.
0: Yeah. The beard does a
2: lot for yeah, a guy. People think yeah. I'm like, and I'm just like, no, nah, dude. So, like, I get a lane, though. And, and in bars or clubs, when I go to the bar, everyone's just like, eh, and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. And they're That's like, wait, awesome. this dude, this dude ain't me. Like, give me my spot back.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I want to. Run it back like five minutes so Ryan can share. You talked about how tequila with ice is hydrating. Ryan, tell them the secret to drinking vodka because I've seen this in action to prevent a headache. So I think Ryan's got the ultimate technique.
1: Yeah, I mean, when when you drink, it's called, I think the nickname for the drink is a skinny bitch. <laughs> but it's it's uh <laughs> like soda water with Tito's or whatever vodka. And it literally like hydrates you and like no hangover at all
0: it was amazing to witness we went on a trip to uh why do you have to virginia and it was like dude we were both on a keto diet at the time first of all we were like weight cutting because we're dumb and we decided to cut weight with the fighters (laughs) so we're like i did not do that i was just on keto he's the (laughs) fool well, initially, we have the footage. It was on a podcast. I we never all, cut any weight. I'm saying we all agreed to lose weight. Like, I weighed Your two... You're blue-lipped on weighing day,
1: <laughs> all <laughs> decrepit. Like, dude, you look like a freaking zombie.
0: It happened. So dude, I, uh. it, it was great. So, in October, we weighed ourselves in, and we, me and Ryan were both around 245. So, we both said, like... 205 would be the next weight class down like light heavyweight let's hit 205 by our next show was like mid-december kind of like this this one coming up is december 16th i think it was december 15th last year so we were like oh, 45 po- or 40 pounds whatever that is in like two months roughly and dude i did it <laughs> i did it i made weight but everybody else gave up dude. everybody else gave up quitters i'm telling you no bro, no no I'm no, no you, but, I, but i'm with you but i'm with you i ain't
1: he, dropping no 40 pounds he, here's the thing he's like on the spot like we should all do this i he, he was like
0: yeah like i, when, bully, I bullied them into saying the pressure, yes for yeah. sure yeah like,
1: when when okay. you're the one that's like ready for it like mentally it's easier and he was like
2: already like mentally ready for it i was
0: dialed son
2: whereas none of understand. us were <laughs> i i understand completely that's how dude that's how it's like when me and my friends go out i'm always the one like Yo, let's like, I like to have fun. I'm like, yo, let's, let's, let's roll. When I say that, they're like, <sighs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'll call my wife. <laughs> they're like, I'll call my wife. He's on like, one right now. It's just, I like to have fun. Yeah, that, that doesn't is. necessarily mean like drink, but like, right. I'm the one like, did you ever seen a 230 pound five seven <laughs> man on the bar at McFadden's? No one wants to tell you to get down. <laughs> oh, literally on the bar, on the I bar. I got you. I got no you. No one wants to tell you to get down. That's and I'm awesome. I'm just like, mm, 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 mm. and they're like, how much? How much has your friend had to drink? They're like, we just got here. Like, <laughs> we just got start. here. Yeah, I'm, he's sober. <laughs> <laughs> he's sober. And I'm like, I get down. They're like, dude, what? What's going on? I'm like, what that's do you that's beautiful. I'm like, well, they got on, so I got on. Obviously, like, they're five foot two, hundred twenty pound chicks. They're allowed to be on. Dudes are not. I'm like. No one told me that. Not in 2023. Like, yeah, bro. Yeah, I was like, I'll, I'll step down now. I'll, I'll settle down. I'll settle down. That's beautiful. No, but that mindset thing, like, it matters you're, when you're ready. When you're ready for something, especially if you see it through, it's golden for sure. Like with jujitsu, so, like when you got the guy who's like, Yo, let's do Mike Wilkins the other day after the interview. He's like, Yeah, we're gonna do an hour straight roll. Mm. I ain't mm. ready for that. No, it's that's like you're, you're ready for that. I ain't ready for that. I gotta pack up. I got, I got things to do. The way my bank account set up, yeah, a- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of yeah, yeah. The way my cardio is set up, yeah, I got to go. <laughs> like that's something you got to be ready for, man. Like you, you don't just. I'm gonna cut forty pounds. Cool, yeah. man. I'm here for support. <laughs> yes, if you need yeah, something. Like I'm if know. you don't
0: actually want to do that, you're not doing it flat out,
2: dude. I, I envy those fighters though. Like crazy, you. My my buddy uh, Devin Siegfried, pro boxer. He was my first guest on my podcast nice awesome dude three zero with three knockouts shout out Devin. let's go he uh this last fight some like mix-ups happened where he was like supposed to uh go up and wait and he's like oh i never fought up so he he starts putting on weight well then they're like oh it's actually a mishap you have to (sighs) you have to be at this weight and he's like are you serious (laughs) dude so we so he like started cutting started cutting started cutting and so I lead, the, uh, I lead the DT for my department, the defensive tactics and combatives training. And I had booked them for a comp, uh, combatives course, a two-day combatives course, before I knew about this fight. Wow. So as we we're approaching this fight, it's the week of his fight. And I'm like, hey, bro, like, this is a tough class. Like, you don't have to do it. We'll, we'll send someone else. He's like, no, I'll, I'll do it. I, can lose the, I, I need to lose the weight.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm like, dude, if you get hurt in this class, I'm going to hurt you. You know, so we go into this class and he, all he's eating is carrots. Like they give us a 30 minute lunch. I'm running a (sighs) Subway or Chipotle and he's eating a little bag of carrots. And I'm like, dude, gotta do it. And he's like miserable and he's doing the whole class. Yeah. And it's like, it's crazy how these fighters can like put themselves in that place of like misery and whatever because they have a goal in mind. Gotta want it. I'm like, dude, I'd love to eat. I, I do like if you put a plate in front of me no matter it has to be gone that is my goal like you said what's important now that plate of food to be missing like yeah so now i envy that 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 mindset of fighters and that's why like I'm trying to get all types of people on and talk to all t- but like it's been it's it's fighters who come up to you I'm sure you get it all the time too like oh let me be on the podcast I got a lot to say like they want to tell their story because every, their story is crazy it is awesome like Brit, when she was like, I don't want to hurt anyone, I'm like, Yeah, I've seen you fight. What do you, you mean? You want to hurt her? Like, yeah. if you don't want to hurt someone, what is it like when you get pissed and do want to hurt mm-hmm. someone? Like, what comes out of that? <laughs> She's like, No, yeah. I just see it. I want to win.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. I was just watching a clip of Matt Brown knocking out Diego Lima randomly. This is literally just yesterday. I don't even know why I came across it, but in Matt's Post fight interview, he says something to exactly that effect because he he and Diego are pretty f- friendly, like they like each other. And uh, Matt was like, "Yeah, I didn't want to do that to him, but that's the game we play." And that was it. And it was so stone faced I was like, "God, that's like that's action, different bro. level, that's, dude. That, dude. That is <laughs> different level."
2: But I, I get it because it's like kind of like in 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 policing, right? Like you get into an altercation like a couple months ago. We this dude. I'm gonna try not to say too much without saying too much, but he's like hopped up on Mountain Dew, right? Just like (laughs) the good stuff. Naked, sweating, dude's probably like three hundred pounds. Bath salts or running? We don't know. We honestly, we don't know. Never got the results back because we like that was for us a mental health issue. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. that's not something we're looking to get him in trouble. He's like obviously going through something. Right. He's running back and forth in his house, sweating. His parents are elderly. They're like we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. So we get there and we start, we start rolling. And like for people who don't train, that's a very uh, violent encounter. Right. Right. So you see cops take, escalate the, the use of force because it's like, you panic. Yeah. yeah. You're like, what, what is going on? You're this dude's bigger. He's violent. He's not listening to you. Like, ugh, cops who don't get listened to. We've seen those videos.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do-do-do-do-do.
2: no, then it goes Done. it goes haywire. Yeah. So I'm we're rolling with this dude trying to get him under control. We finally get him under control. We put him on the on the stretcher. We get him in the ambulance. And then you know the people most of my department trains, So like that's awesome. So like we like brush our hands off, put hand sanitizer on, and we're like, all right, dude. So are we going to Chipotle or are we about to like? <laughs> and they're like, and then you see the people down train. They're like, they're out of breath. Like, hey, you guys are good. I'm like, yeah, we're good. Um, Chipotle or Chick fil A? Like, which one are you guys thinking? We were talking about food yeah, before yeah, we got there, yeah. That's and it's hilarious. like hilarious, but it's like the same thing with fighting. Like, you go into this brutal thing, and then post fight interview, you're like, Out of it, my balls was hot. <laughs> best post <laughs> fight interview <Like>, ever,
0: <laughs> by far the best ever. Do you remember that, Ryan? That was amazing, yeah, yeah.
2: Like, that is, but that's how my mind goes. Like, God, he's great. Why'd hey, you
1: take your pants off? My balls, my
2: balls, my was, balls hot. was hot, <laughs> so Fair. I, was, I was there. Fair. Wait, that was on the
0: Khabib Connor card, I think. Maybe. Was Somebody it? I might check the record. I yeah. was there when he gave that interview. I'm almost positive. Dude, that's Crazy. that's yeah. dope. That Crazy. environment
2: has to be. How is it being like in that and then trying to build like a similar show here wild. in the local
0: scene? Like, wild. It's wild because it's so almost doesn't matter that I did that at all in my past. Like, being on this side is so different. It's two wildly different skill sets. So. Like being around fighters, talking to fighters, it helps me for the podcast tremendously, I'm sure. But in terms of 247's fighting's day-to-day, like not really. <laughs> like it doesn't help me at all. It's a totally different ball game, which is crazy. Because Ryan Ryan kind of told me the same thing. Like when he was hiring me, he's like, bro, it's a lot of work. And I'm like, uh, in my head, I'm like, uh. You know, sure it is. I've been to like literally the biggest UFC cards in the world working. I've been backstage, been to their media days, weigh-in days. I've kind of seen how this works bro no i haven't i did not see how it works this is a at lot more all. hands on oh man not only hands-on but just the things that like you're concerned about like never in my life would i think about renting chairs <laughs>
2: <laughs> i don't know i just wanted to see what <laughs> that was, that was. Awesome. perfectly <laughs> executed <laughs> was,
0: like
2: let's give him a shout out dude like
0: we need, a- <laughs> we need to like think about how we can edit that to like what could be a setup that yeah. that that could be a punchline for, and then we can like mash it together where it actually seems like I told a joke there. <laughs> <laughs> Never give Ryan.
1: Never thought dude, Ryan with shiny
2: <laughs> with shiny toys is a problem. Dude, that <laughs> <laughs> it's it's perfect. That was perfectly executed. But no, that's true. There's so many nuances that go uh. into like because I was there for the PA Boxing Commission show, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's a whole different realm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, well, the, the cage isn't there, the lights aren't there. Like, what, what is like? And I, that's something I love the behind the scenes stuff. I've always been that guy. Like, Same. I see something, and I'm like, how did they get it here? How mm-hmm. did they like? Mm-hmm. What's everything? What, what, what did it take for this to happen? Especially with movies, I'm watching a movie like a, a horror movie, and I'm like, how did they stay so serious? Right. Like how does she do that? Like, that is a real person doing like how how they shoot this. Yeah. Yeah. I always think of like all the behind the scenes because I I've been in in so many industries and so many things, and especially working for the, the D League. Like you go to a basketball game and you're like, Oh, this is fun, the people throwing t shirts today. But I was the promotions and operations manager. And I'm like, the things that got that were involved, for example, our mascot. Getting our mascot there, making sure his whole suit there, making sure there's people walking with him at all times, making sure all his props are set up, making yep. sure like yep. there's so many things that take place <clears throat> behind the scenes and no one knows. Yep. So I'm I, I go to sprawl and then the next week I go to the that boxing um show and it's completely different. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, like what what did what did it take for each of these shows to do this? Crazy,
0: man. It like knowing it and definitely speaking our language. With the 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 D League example is perfect because that's exactly how I saw it when I came in. I was like, "Yeah, I never thought about these things. Don't just happen. You have to coordinate them. You have to plan them. You have to be dialed in on them." And like, I would suggest anybody like if you go to take Disney as an example because this is one that blew me away. Like if you go to Disney and go to Hollywood Studios or is that what that park's called Hollywood Studios. Anyway. The one with Tower Terror, the park with Tower Terror, <laughs> they have like huge shows there and like go to a show there and just watch it and then look around and think, how do they make this show happen? Because dude, the amount of the lighting, the sound, the rigging, the actors, the everything like dude, when you really think about it, it's incredible that they can do it, let alone do it a hundred times a day without issue every day. You know what like, blew
3: me what?
2: away? Cirque du Soleil.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I've never seen it, but I didn't yeah. say a
2: word. <laughs> yeah. The whole time I'm like, mind blowing, because everything's so seamless. It's a story, mm-hmm. but then there's stunts, and then there's and like people are watching the show, right? Mm-hmm. I'm watching the men and women in, dressed in all black running in the rafters to set things up, and in the back running Unreal. that people don't know. I'm noticing. I'm like, dude, what is like everything taking place? Crazy. Like, you know, I love that stuff.
1: Once you're in the business and, and like watching a UFC for me is much different now than it was mm-hmm. back in the day, like where I was just like enjoying the show. Whereas now I'm looking at like, oh, how do they do that? And like all the production stuff is mm-hmm. so focused and like... And the other thing That's is, right. when someone is not involved in it and they think they want to be involved in it, and they see <laughs> the lack of sexiness that like doing it actually is, they're like, "I had no idea that there's this much work that went into it, and it sucks." about
2: that. You ain't that guy. You, you ain't, ain't that guy. guy buddy. That's you so that true. Guy. Like literally walking in here. Yeah. Like I have a podcast, for lack of better. Term. Yours is good, man. Don't I sell walk in short. here and That's I'm good. like. They got the Apple computer I want <laughs> that I can't afford. They got these things that I don't even know what they are. He's yeah. making sound effects. Yeah. like they got the camera that I looked. At. <laughs> like they got the cameras that I'm like, yeah, ah, those are the ones that came up on my research. Like, yeah. dude, it's 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 dope. The table, <gasps> the, nice. the table the super nice. Table table super nice. So like, and you see all the behind the scenes and people see this this frame right, but like I'm looking at the rooms, the lighting, the camera angles, the everything. I'm like. Mm-hmm. the behind the scenes I'm o- I've am i always been intrigued in that and I'm excited to after having this conversation to go to d- well the, the December 16th fight I'm excited for a lot like <laughs> Brit's on the card bro dude let's go let's what go. like Brit's on the card I wanted to see her in person fight for the longest and here she is about to inflict a win a game a game win um not gonna win <laughs> I'm just excited. And then to see all the behind the scenes, like, man, man, I was just talking to this dude, who's this team who's putting all this stuff together. Like, wow, this is crazy.
0: Yeah, man. Once you're aware and really start noticing it, like Ryan said, once, once you're in the business and then you go and watch a UFC card or watch any, any show. Like for me, it was Disney where it just blew me away because I was like, this is, I can't imagine who's putting this together. And the fact that it's so flawless, like Cirque du Soleil, if they miss their spot, somebody might die there, dude. Like, literally one of them might die if they mess up like the stakes are crazy in that example but it's a totally different level of planning and execution that like people don't they just don't understand i mean we hear people all the time think that like promoting mma is easy or they think they're just going to like do a show and it's like you can't just do a show i promise like it sounds good in theory because when you're there and you're watching like even if you go to the ufc in person did you have you ever been to a ufc event not yet they, they don't come to Pittsburgh very often. So when was the last time? Like Seven. Been a long, long time. Has been a long time. I'd but rather
2: go to Vegas or something. Yeah, or Madison, for sure. Madison Square
0: Garden for sure.
1: No, if it's it was in Pittsburgh, you would you would, would go. definitely. Oh no! Need oh for sure! Go.
2: Oh no! For sure! I'm saying like, I I I, I want to get there before they come here. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah. I want to see. Yeah, it's gonna be see a, a big
0: one. But like, even if you're in that environment. If, if you're not paying attention to those things, you just go and think of it as any other sporting event. Like, oh, I'm at a football game or I'm at a basketball game. I'm sure when you go to basketball games, you think differently so different. than the average yeah, fan.
2: so different. Or yeah. NFL, because NFL structures it the same. Like yep. You have entertainment between breaks and stuff and like the crowd chanting in the fourth quarter to... um, um Renegade? Renegade. I was going to say Pittsburgh's going to hate me. I forgot the song. <laughs> to Renegade. Like All that stuff is entertainment factor that someone For sat sure. behind and was like, Hey, in the fourth quarter, the rally, the crowd, and get noise is what we're gonna do. We're gonna play these graphics. Like I had to design the graphics. I had to design. Yep. Everything, and then they had just turned. They had just got a jumbotron with the new system, and I had noise. to learn all that. I'm like, yeah, bro. I just designed graphics. Like now, I have to learn how, how to, to implement how them. to implement them. And like I did, I didn't hire a production team yet because I was so new. So I'm like, I gotta learn this production stuff while I'm trying That's to hire huge. people. Dude, That's it's huge, crazy. Man. It was crazy.
0: Super valuable knowledge though. And that's I'm glad you said that because I was going to say that's the next level now is okay, the in-person experience is different than the live stream experience. So you need to be thinking about the people at home too. Like we have a great producer, Mike Moran and E2A production. Shout out, you rule dude. And, and his his team always kills it. But like if you watch our live stream, you, you just as a casual viewer, you take so much for granted. Like whenever we're introducing a fighter. There's a graphic on the screen that says his name, the Jimmy's at, his record, things like that. Graphic doesn't just appear. <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs> he had to weird. make that. He had to make it appear on the screen at that time and then take it away when it was appropriate as well. Little transitions between rounds, cutting camera angles, all of that. Like You're probably not thinking about that. Whenever the ring announcer is talking, how do you make sure the audio can be heard on the live stream and in person at the same time? That's crazy. How do you do that? Yeah, because you can
2: have it being heard live and you forget to exactly. make it live for the, the stream. Right. But that says, like, if people think it's easy, it's because you're doing a great job at it. Think about that. That if means If you're messing lot, yeah. up, if you're like, there's so many things, like, your shows are so seamless that what, when there was that unplanned intermission, everyone's like, Dude, what's what's going on? What's yeah, going on? Like, what's, ha- what's happening? People are making rumors. Oh well, they, someone destroyed this, the, 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 the the ring. <laughs> the, this this. They're fighting in the back. They're this they're this. like they're no fighting one, in the back. Yeah, they they, like, they,
1: awesome. they they actually did destroy the cage. They did destroy the cage. <laughs> so, that's what happened. Yeah, but like
2: <laughs> your shows are so seamless and it appears so easy that when something like that happens, it's like yeah, what what's going on? Let's, because you're so used to just yeah going through exactly. You know? So
0: We're, that's the ultimate compliment, dude. And that's. I heard it from a lot of my friends too that were at the show and everything and saying that both shows were like totally seamless. I'm like, I'm glad you thought so because we did not.
2: (laughs) That's the behind the scenes, man. And If you can do that legwork and it comes out as easy, it's it's a positive. It's a good thing.
0: For sure, dude. I want to flip it back to your podcast for a second since you were just talking about it. You sound a little short because you do do a great job with it. Multiple camera angles, great sound. There's a lot of like Elements that people say, oh, start a podcast, and then they just record a Zoom call, and, like, that's their podcast. Yours is definitely a higher level. Oh, I appreciate most. that. I appreciate that. What's, like, what's your goal with the podcast? Where do you want to take this thing?
2: My goal right now is just to talk to as many people as I can, Love honestly. It. Like, Love it. to talk to many people as I can, get people's story out there, um, and to do this kind of thing, you know, like, where someone hears that and they're like, oh, dude, man jump on mine mm-hmm. yeah for sure sick then you jump on mine yep. you know like I'm, yep. i'd love to have you there because like this is like the questions are geared towards me but like you offer so much to the table like jump on mine like who do people know hunter do people know you they know some people what you do <laughs> yeah but you they, but if they saw you walking in the street yeah and they're not in the mma scene do they know who you are not at all do they know how empathetic you are yeah Boom. And he's gone, not dude. To do you this did sound. nail that one. You did nail do that one. Do they know that? Do they know how chill you are? Do they know how like your story that leads you up to doing what you're doing? Like, and that's the whole purpose of of my podcast is like to interview. So the opening the opening thing is real people, real stories, real fucking life. Mm-hmm. Because we all know Elon Musk, we all know Joe Rogan, we all know The Rock, we all know what they do. Right? You see them walking in the street, you know you know who they are for sure. But the person I am today is because of the stories and the relationships I've built with people who not everyone knows or cares to know, you know, like I'm going to leave today a different person because of our conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's what I try to do with everything that I do. So the purpose of my, the goal for my podcast right now is just talk to as many people because to give people a platform, like when Lucas was on, he wanted to plug his shirt for sure, bro. Like plug your shirt, plug your fights. Like, uh, people don't know. People see Lucas on social media; they probably think he's a douche. Dude's cool <laughs> as hell, bro. He is so laid back and so chill. And people don't know that. Like his confidence stems from the lack of confidence he had his entire childhood.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, his story's interesting. Like man. no
2: one, you will never understand. Like people, owners, they see him on social media and they're like, "Oh, this dude's cocky." Nah, he's just he's just putting himself in a place where he is confident where he's at. Yep. He's confident in his jujitsu. jitsu He's confident in his MMA. He's confident in his striking. He's confident in himself as a person. That can come off as cocky to some people. Like, when I talk about myself, I, I really try to humble myself. And people would, no, nah, dude, you're doing this. You're doing this, doing this. And I'm like, I always say, work in progress. Yep. Oh, your, your podcast, is, it's a work in progress, man. Always. Dude, you're huge. I'm a work in progress. Mm-hmm. You're such a good, I'm a work in progress. Because, like, I'm never done. So like this goal for my for the for the Relentless Project right now, talk to as many people and and highlight as many people as I can, and learn as I do this. You know, learn get some takeaways myself that can help me improve myself or those around me. And if I can do that long enough, you know what makes a successful podcast? No idea. Twenty one episodes. Really, pot ninety nine percent of podcasts fail before twenty one episodes.
0: Nice.
1: Go up. Not even old enough to drink. Did you know that? I had no idea. I had no No. idea either. No idea.
2: So you see, like, how many episodes have you guys done so far? This is going to be 110 or
0: so, probably.
2: So you're in the 1% of podcasts. That's nuts. Think about the 99% that have failed. Yeah. You know why they failed? They They just didn't see it through. Yep. Like we talked about earlier, you quit. Yeah. The Relentless Project is you. Mm -hmm. It's me. It's Ryan. It's, it, we are all projects and if you see something through for long enough, you're going to succeed in it and that leads to the question, what is success? What is success for you guys in, in, in 247 championship fighting? Yeah. What is that? You're highlighting people's stories. You're highlighting fighters. You're bringing them on here. They're seeing different aspects of it. That is successful to me. That is success. Nailed it. And like people are going to be quick to be like, well, they're not the UFC. The UFC wasn't the UFC 10 years ago. Facts. And Wilkins <laughs> m- mentioned this perfectly. Like we, We're we so quick to compare ourselves to other people. Compare yourself to the person you were when you first started. How is that? Mm-hmm. And if you look at your first podcast, I, even now, I'm only 12 episodes in.
3: Yeah. When
2: I see my first episode, I'm like, dude, damn. I, I was learning throughout. I'm still learning throughout the process. I'm changing camera angles. I'm changing cameras. I'm changing... Where I'm, where I'm standing on the mic. I'm for changing sure. my editing. I'm changing processing. Like I'm always trying to improve it, slowly but surely. You know, and mm-hmm. so that's I, mean, I talk a lot. I have ADHD, so I Dude, go lot but I love it. The goal for that my podcast is to talk to people. Yeah. To and 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 if I can make a living out of that, awesome, beautiful. If I can't, I, it's still good. For it's still a success to me. It's still good for me.
0: Love it, man. When we started, I was doing the whole Zoom interview thing with the podcast so now it's really funny to look back on those and be like I wasn't even the same yeah your as last guy.
2: episode you're like Dude, those don't count those don't I'm even like, count
0: but then ryan was like what about when you had john anick on and i was like all right that one counts <laughs> yeah
2: but but it's true so like people like to start a podcast it's not easy
3: mm-hmm.
2: but it's also not hard if you see everything through sure. and i've been wanting to start one for years and it was always well i need to have the best mics yeah okay i i i, I finally got them well they, they require special cords mm-hmm. okay i got those well you can't just plug those into the laptop you need to have a, a sound card or something okay. something so well i gotta have the best one of that of course so then i i, I save for that and all this stuff is giving me excuses not to yep. to go right yep. And everyone around me is like dude just do it yep you have the ability to do it just do it
1: you can't wait until you're ready to have a baby to have a baby yeah Boom.
2: You, like you can't save enough to have a baby you just have a baby and then figure it out figure it out yeah Obviously, be responsible when making babies, but um, <laughs> so I was like, one day I was just like, you know what, I'm I'm gonna sit down in my kitchen, in my dining room, and I'm just gonna do it. And That's it was awesome. And, dude. And, and so I and I was like expecting my episodes to be 15 minutes, <laughs> right? Yeah. How long have we? Been? We'll I have no going. idea. But like, 15 we're minutes.
1: one hour and
0: 21 minutes. Holy crap! Damn, did that actually surprise? I usually have a pretty good gauge. That one surprised me. I was
1: texting you to let you know we were at the hour
0: mark, but you didn't. Yeah, work. I haven't been looking at my phone. I'll wrap this up real quick. No, dude, I, we ain't wrapping nothing up.
2: Hey, good. Um, I just blocked out my whole day for you, but um, <laughs> so I was, I was like, it's gonna be fifteen minutes. I recorded first. I had I had sentence outlines and stuff like that, and then I did it. I didn't like it. And mm. I was like, no, nah, I'm not ready for this, dude. Yeah, and I was like, I, I did like three or four times. So it's like dark now. So now I have to change all my lighting because it, the lighting has changed, you know. And then I sat down and I was like, "You know what? Like whatever. I'm just going to go. Yeah. I'm just going to go." Just took it. the took the iPad out, put the camera's on, and I introduced myself, what the podcast is going to be about, whatever. It was about 15, 16 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "You know what? I'm just going to post it." Because and then in doing that, I told myself a quote that I've heard and it was the one I told you before we started filming. You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. I love that. And I was like, I'm just gonna figure it out along the way, man. Yep. And 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 two years from now, when I look back at these, I'm gonna be embarrassed about these episodes. Sure, whatever. But like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to get to where I want to be if I don't start. Yep. You know? Biggest
1: mistake, biggest ah, biggest mistakes podcasters make when they start out. What What are you guys? What are your thoughts?
2: Biggest mistake. Wow. Trying to be perfect.
0: That's a huge one. On the flip side, I think there is a baseline level of quality that's necessary. You don't need the best, sure SM seven B mics. You definitely don't need these, but you need something that doesn't sound like you are in a hallway where you are hard to hear yeah. at the same time.
1: <laughs> I, I, I remember when I started my first podcast, and and we had an intro. Oh, and intros like people try to have like these long intros or something. Don't do an intro. It, get rid of intros.
2: Intros are a thing of the past so oh, it's funny you said that i paid a radio a radio broadcaster to do an intro for me it was like a minute 30 mm. and it was sick bro like intro what the pro the podcast is about you could probably hear it on the first episode still okay. it was like sick and then I was like, dude, this is way too long. Like <laughs> people listen to podcasts and they go to the next one. Like, they're just gonna cut through that. They,
1: yeah, like You watch your your views just drop yeah, during during the intros. And I'm like,
2: I gotta get rid of this. So I literally cut it all to real people, real stories, real fucking life. And now your host, Ish Lopez. Perfect. And then that was it. So I'm like, yeah, it's suddenly you mentioned that. Yeah, get rid of your intros. Like, this isn't a production. And yeah. that's like like you, like we were talking earlier, like like we don't edit a lot like especially my, my youtube video i cut the beginning and i cut the end and there you away go away you go yeah like th- raw
0: you
1: have like three seconds to grab someone yeah and it's and, true and a lot of times what an intro like if you watch youtube or whatever a lot of the intros are like the very best part of whatever the video is the intro is that part and then they just play the video and yep. that it works it's a key to success And even with
2: YouTube now, they have a little button you can use to skip the intro. Yeah. How many people are skipping the intro?
0: All of them. Everybody Like, it's
2: cool for the first episode, lay the framework, foundation, or whatever, but I kicked it instantly.
0: Yeah, Yeah. For sure. I think that's big. I think another thing people mess up with podcasts is treating it like a job interview or something where it's like, I have these 10 questions and I'm going to ask you these 10 questions. I don't care how you respond to the first one. I'm asking the second one. I don't care how you respond to the second one. I'm asking the third one. It's fluid, man. If if my first question is about vegetables and then my second question is about broccoli, but in the first one you said, I never eat greens. Okay, why would I ask you about broccoli then with the second one? Like you just invalidated my second
2: question. Yeah, you have to be fluid and organic. And like, I try to have like like talking points that I would like to get to. And I tell them, I'm like, hey, this is the things I'd like to, to go over. We don't have to touch on anything. It's going to be organic. But just so you have an understanding of like uh, like a... Uh, it's almost like a guiding point of where where I where I want the conversation to go, but especially with someone like Wilkins, especially with someone like me, dude. I talk so much and go off script. Like I'm gonna be like, man, did I did I get all your questions? Like you know, but like <laughs> yeah, yeah. it becomes it becomes a, a Zoom conference. Yeah. What made you start two four seven? Why do you like doing it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stupidity. What? Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like it becomes like a job interview and it's like wow like why do you think joe rogan's podcast is so popular yeah well just whatever he talks but the
1: crazy thing is there's also a balance with that of like doing enough homework that you can keep that keep the interest there and you're not like explore like you need to know enough
0: yeah, that's an that's a good point. And Rogan, actually, I don't know. Do you listen to Rogan's a lot?
2: So here's the thing about him: I listen to him when it's someone I want to listen sure. to. Same. like I don't listen to his episodes back through.
0: Same. I think that's impossible. Like you can't even listen to all of them. That would be your full time job. <laughs> yeah, but he like, like
2: films like three times a week yeah. or something crazy.
0: Exactly. So he always says though, like he gets a wild range of guests, right? Like crazy high level scientists, for instance. That's hard to have a conversation with somebody like that. So he says, like, he has people do research for him and put together, like, spark notes, essentially. Like, here's some stuff you need to know. Occasionally, if it's, like, a movie director, he'll watch the, whatever newest movie's coming out, like, read about them a little bit. He always has, like, a framework, but no specific questions. Nothing set in stone, but he knows enough that, like, can talk about it.
2: Yeah, and you should. I mean, you should like, with anything, do do a little bit of research, do a little bit of homework. Um, you know, I stalked your profile. I stalked two four seven championships. I, I like nice. just to see, like, you know, if you ask me about a show yeah. that I didn't get to, you know, how embarrassing it's going to be? Like, I've never heard of that. It's like, <laughs> oh no, I I, kinda, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, when Sick. I saw your post or when when I saw the 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 podcast episode, like,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, it gives you an a, a understanding and a foundation to go off of. Yeah, man. and you can go
0: off script if you if you have that for sure. It, it does. It's like the tools you need to go off road. It's like, okay, I know enough about you. Know I can ask you about this makes perfect sense what uh what would you say is another failure of podcasters starting out ryan you got anything to add to the list
1: um i mean i i think in general like it's one of those things that everyone thinks is a great idea and like oh i'm gonna do a podcast and like they think they have to wait instead of just diving in yeah Like they they make excuse like the excuse thing i think you know Mm -hmm. if you have a good idea that you're fully on board with record a a, a handful of episodes and then like you can make a decision after five episodes like what you want to do like typically it's good to release all five episodes all at once and then have like five episodes in the in the chamber
0: but i i just think excuses is the biggest thing for sure And this goes for literally everything. It's like a theme of this podcast, but consistency with podcasting. You'll see people do three right off the bat, then they're gone for a month, and then there's another one, and then they're gone for another month, and it's like, there's just no regularity here. One of my absolute favorite podcasts, I love music and guitar specifically, there's a podcast called Riff Hard Podcast, and I freaking love this podcast, but... They're so inconsistent and it's like, bro, I need a new episode like now. Come on, give me one, give me one. And then some weeks he'll release three. And it's like, okay, three bangers right here for me to get through. But then I'm like waiting a month, a month and a half. Then I forget about the podcast. That's the issue, yeah.
2: <laughs> it, it, it goes out of sight, yeah. out of mind. And, then, yeah. and it's cool when they do it, publish one, you're like, oh, man, Thank God me. I forgot about that. But yeah. it's like, you know, that consistency is what keeps people there because they're like, oh, I know on Fridays 247 does live. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you make a post, hey, we're not going to be live this week, but it's going to be yeah. like that consistent pushing of your content is what's going to get people to stay engaged. For sure. And well, if you- that, that's
1: like the thing with since COVID, like there's this labor shortage and stuff. And there's a bunch of like restaurants that aren't open for lunch or they're not open on Mondays or something. And then they go back and forth. And it's like, I'm Never going there if I can't count on
2: you, dude. That is so frustrating. I just filmed a podcast with the guy who did my tattoos. Um, We were in Dormont, and he's like, "Yo, let's grab lunch after we film and stuff." So we're there filming. I'm starving. I don't eat because I'm saving myself. You know, yeah. Everything is closed till four. We went to a moonlit burger. We tried to go to moonlit burgers closed. and they were closed. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's like, yo, we got to try moonlit. We, that's what he was yeah. talking about, moonlit. So I'm like, you keep talking about this thing. I love burgers. He's like, there's smash burgers too. Oh, I know. Anyone who knows me, a good smash oh, burger dude, the will best. ruin my life because I will do anything. <laughs> and but so we get yeah. there's closed. Yeah.
1: Dormont, has, it, Dormont and Brookline are like, there's some ridiculous food there
2: as a wise man once said oh makes you want to kick a fat kid at Kmart, man <laughs> awesome
0: that's beautiful
2: dude how funny is that because it was literally me ryan and jim went to moonlit
0: one day we were all stoked like hey let's check this was place same
2: they were closed
0: you didn't so you didn't even we didn't damn. check
2: we didn't know they were closed we ended up going to like tony and something or whatever on the corner Mike and tony's like, Mike and tony's Mike and tony's is good chicken tenders. 10 out of 10. He got tendies. 10 bro, out of 10 tendies. Look at the gyro there. Bro. Bro. The gyros. The gyro. Hero.
0: Did you ever get uh, given to fly a Federal Galley chicken, fried chicken place at Federal Galley?
2: Do you oh. know Federal Galley on think, the North Shore? No. I think I've heard of it, but I've never been there. It's like
0: a, it's one of those, so the galley's like a concept of several different restaurants in one location. It's like a cafeteria almost, and you can choose like which restaurant you want to go to. I went to something
2: like that in the Strip.
0: Yeah, but Smallman the, Galley it used to exist there. There's still one like a PA Market, PA Market. Yeah, that's, got that, you. That's kind of the only that concept. Yes, but on the North Shore, it's called Federal Galley. There's good restaurants in there, but like Given to Fly is by far I think the best. If you, you like chicken try. tendies, dude, Duh. trust me, a, a trust chicken me. tendy. If, or if you like life, yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> I happen to enjoy life a little bit. Yes,
0: yeah. Given to fly. What's the best burger in Pittsburgh? Might be moonlit. We don't know though. We can never try. Wow, they
2: they're not even <laughs> on the list because they, they made me mad. Um one of the best burgers. So this is gonna be controversial. I love it. You know who Mr. Beast is? Yeah. So he has this <laughs> My Kids, like they hound me so, about it. So I didn't know this was associated with him. Um my daughter told me this, but Beast Burger? Yeah. I guess he's like involved in that. For sure. They don't even have a restaurant. Yeah. All ghost kitchens. They yeah, they operate like out of a kitchen and their burger, bro. It's good, dude. Really? Fire. It is? Dude, try, and it's the bun for me. The bun wasn't Bun's soggy good. or not. It was like perfectly squishy. It is. Oh, dude, my mouth is watering. I, I feel like I just, did
0: I just talk about this on a podcast? I was literally just telling somebody. I don't know if it's on a podcast or not, but my father-in-law was in one weekend, and I'm from like the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, the center of Pennsylvania, South Central PA, like rural country. So there's no Uber Eats there. So he was in and I was like, let's do Uber Eats, because it's gonna blow your mind. Like you can just pick what you want, they bring it right to your house. Like it's pretty cool, dude. And I saw Mr. Beast burger on there and I was like, What is, what the hell? I'm like, what is this place? Broch. We tried it and we were both like, Dang. Hell you tried it. Pretty good. It was fire, yeah, we got man. it, dude. I was impressed. There's Very this impressed. other place. Well, what's is
1: there are there different kind of Mr. Beast burgers? Yeah. Like
0: okay. Yeah, you can choose your they're all, they're pretty basic. There's only, from what I remember, at least at the time, there was only like four or five choices, but they were all good. Is like, it a? Is there a spicy one? Like a? Oh, I can't
3: remember. Did they that.
2: have a Nashville? I think they had a Nashville maybe chicken kind. Maybe of Maybe they do now. But yeah, uh, like
0: is like a smash burger. It was good. Dude, smash patty. Sma- yeah. There's, those. Oh my gosh! I'm so life. hungry now. Dude, me too. Same. We
2: yeah. should be like Joe Rogan. Let's like, hey, where are we order going to lunch?
0: Them. Yeah. Did you uh? You ever have Cinderlands Burger?
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, those uh, are good too. Damn, how did I forget? that? Where's uh, that? In the strip. The one I had was in the strip. And you like order oh. off a little thing and they, br- you have to go pick yep. it up. They bring it to your they table. They bring it to you, yeah. yeah. So you have to like pay first and then, yeah. And then it's get like, it. just
0: like reorder on the app on your phone and then. So that's good. Um, I'm still
2: a Bubba's
1: guy.
0: Bubba's is Bubba. good, dude. Bubba's burgers dude, is Bubba's good. are Can't real good. I Can't say I had it. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Cinderlands, you got to add pork belly. If you've never added pork belly and an egg to their Smash Burger, Dude, you can add egg and pork belly at Cinderlands. Trust me. I'll have to try. Have you ever had? It's a smash patty.
2: In and out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Where do you compare good. them in the realm of burgers? They don't really rank for me. You think to be they're honest. overhyped?
0: Overrated. Or? Big overrated. They're good. Like don't get me wrong. It's good. It's a good fast what food. What about burger. Five Guys? Five Guys also good, but not on the level of like the Cinderlands so one. Like Thirty dollars
2: a burger. Chan- yeah, you get a, a lot of fries though.
0: The fries, the Cajun fries at Five Guys? And peanuts. I'm a big fan.
2: Muchos fritas papas. <laughs> <laughs> it's papas fritas, but... Yeah.
0: But hey. No, nah, yeah. Oh, damn, I'm hungry. What else we got? I think we just wrap it up here and go yeah. get a smash burger. Let's, let's go eat. Let's go. Let's All go. right. Let's Later, smash. guys. Ish Lopez. Check out the Relentless Project podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any place you can get it. He's the man. I Thanks appreciate for you. Us, bro. Thank
2: you. Later. Damn, I'm starving.